factionally, there are lots of things going on in Africa, basically all the time. Uh, chalk it up to tribalism, culture, whatever. But I think it's just geographically, there's so much shit over there. And so you got rival factions that are geologically differentiated and they meet up and they got beef and then they squash it and they move on, right? Well, sometimes militaries meet and one overthrows the other. I think he was just on the wrong end of that, you know? And so uh happens happens a lot. Another lesson that I did was the Rwanda genocide. I did that one. Yeah, 94. That was a rough one. So that was such absolutely bananas. So, so that was what the fucking movie Hotel Rwanda was based yeah. off of, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, what happens What happens in Central Africa? Well, let's start off. So obviously slave trade is where this story starts and ends. Right. Um, terrible, terrible stuff. And that's where like, like slave trade begins... Almost with the colonization of the fucking whole world. Exactly. Because like slave like wasn't like a fucking thing that was like, <clears throat> like people have always had slaves. It was kind of like a way, a class system. And then not only that, but when you're colonizing different parts of the world, like you're going to look for fucking slaves. Like it's just the way it, like things happen back in the Yeah, in the but day. you also have to consider too, like when you have... <clears throat> armies and military and these militia things come into play and you have people like that win the war then it's like what do you do with all these other fuckers that you just conquered right oh that's right let's turn right. them into we slaves. can make them slaves exactly yeah that, that that goes back basically time immemorial there's a relationship though between number of slaves being low and treatment of slaves being well right so mm-hmm. smaller amount of slaves the better they're treated because they have more value sucks to say that but it's true right and so in the 1800s you have what we call the industrial revolution right the industrial revolution affects a lot of things affects manufacturing it affects it's a worldwide thing affects all aspects of life simultaneously but what it really does is it brings things to scale and what that means is exponential growth exponential growth is something that people have a hard time dealing with because exponents don't have like a lot of place in the world other than maybe viral growth right and so um when the industrial revolution pops off the slave trade hits exponential growth right so uh slave trade hits exponential growth and humans become commoditized like they've never been before human the cost of a human life today i I know this because i've had a uh, i've had a couple of friends pass away and They were under poor auspices, so companies got to pay for their life because it was their fault that they died. A human life is worth about $2 million today. Right. Just, you know, sucks to say that also, but it's true. Um, Back during slave trade days, uh, human life was brought down to somewhere like a fucking Honda, some shit, $10,000. Very low, very low. And so that the treatment is just, you know, people throw away Hondas all the time. Treat Hondas like shit. Um, you don't treat a Bentley, though, like shit. And so people people became more poorly treated because slave trade became industrialized. Belgium goes fucking takes it to the most horrible extreme. A uh, dude named Leopold. King, King Leopold. Leopold II. King Leopold II. <laughs> Belgian king. Yo, my man is the wokest what little you man know, of all what time, What you know about bro? King Leopold, bro? Yeah, let's hear it. What you know about him? I don't know much about what he did in... Belgium itself, but I know he had his own colony, not even Belgium colony. It was like King Le- Leopold II's colony. Right. As though it was his own backyard. Like his own fucking... And as people do with trees, uh, trees, toys, right. he messed it up pretty badly. And so that's none this. So he just created his own spot, said this is my fucking spot, fuck y'all. Yep. Exactly that. Well, it's not. The, it wasn't him that created it. So in the 1800s, all the kings got together they right. figured, yeah. yo, this is good for business. Right. And they said, King it's Leopold, you're a G, man. Here. <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you have this nice little plot of you're African the land? of all of us. And so what happened? Let King Leopold. be part of Africa. <laughs> yeah, they made landfall. They made oh, landfall on the far west side down in the middle of Africa, right. which is where the, uh, the Congolese coast is, right? So Belgium owns, owned Congo. Right. Belgium the also owned. Congo. Yep. Belgium also owned uh, Rwanda and Burundi. As well as many, many other right. places. But uh, so Belgian Congo, 
starts on the west side of Africa, down in the middle, and it, it begins at a riverhead. They expand the Belgian Congo up the river, conquering as they go. Right. Um, they have machine guns. Nobody else does. <laughs> they, these, these other people, the, the, indigenous, the indigenous people have. This is the machine what, guns like are invented. Arrows. No, no, no. They got they're real G. They're right. like up until machine guns. Yeah, right. they were fine. They had rifles and shit. and taking names. Right. Yeah. The the muskets. <laughs> this, for instance, the Sentinel right. people of Northern Florida were never. They never surrendered. Right. To this day, they are the undefeated tribe. Right. They said, fuck y'all. Right. And the, sent- the, the they were also, uh, excuse me, I said Sentinel, Seminole. Yeah, Seminoles. Seminole Indians. They were, also, Seminoles. they were also um, in largely uh, people that had escaped from slavery as well. Right. Um, so natives and, and escaped slaves. And they were undefeated. So, so, yeah, rocks, sticks, but also like human intelligence and ass kicking fiestas and like they were real strong dudes and really really passionate women and the children will fuck you up too like (laughs) like, but the kids were just as smart they're like what's up but you can't do nothing against a machine gun and so like this dude of course this dude morgan stanley who uh henry henry not, not morgan stanley henry morton stanley was a steamboat pilot so it was uh mark twain famous american writer uh, steamboat pilots were all the rage in this time. And this dude becomes a steamboat pilot, becomes hugely famous. He's one of these dudes that goes up the river with the machine gun and just brutalizes the people. And this is happening throughout all of the Belgian Congo. So we're talking about Rwanda. We're talking about Congo. We're talking about Burundi. talking about homie Felix, right? So how all this ties together is the Belgians own a shitload of Africa and they treated the people fucking horribly. Right. Right. As all slave owners did, they were fucking assholes. And so in the fifties, when apartheid is going down, there are people that are not down with that, but it's still the Belgians. Right. So those tensions are still there. They still exist. Even though slavery is not real, apartheid still is. Right. Right. Um, So Jim Crow is essentially going down in Africa from forties, fifties, through the 90s, right? In the late 80s, early 90s, the, the people were like, fuck this. Y'all are out, right? So they kick out all the Belgians, or, and the Belgians leave simultaneously. Yeah, they're like, we out. We're good. And they put the, while they were there, they didn't administer things themselves. They used the local people to administer and what they did was they segregated the local populations, and these two peoples were called the the, the Hutus and the Tutsis. And the to- <laughs> that's why he looked right at me because he was talking to me about this earlier. Right, we talked about this earlier. We were talking about this whole conflict earlier. It's crazy. Yeah, it's uh, and, and so that's exactly. And, and the thing is, these people are just people from the region, and they're right. the same. They're the same. These fucking Belgians, they created imaginary lines in the sand and then they divided the people by a percentage of about 15 percent to 85 percent 85 percent is the minority they also happen to be the blacker of the two groups of people right so they put the light skins over in the nice part of town they put the black people in the fucking slums and then the belgians leave and they say you know what yeah we fucked up all right (laughs) you guys are in charge now we'll switch allegiance and so they give they give all the power to the Hutus, and they're like, "Y'all been fucking up, and it's time for y'all to pay." And cut so they down go in the there, tall trees. and it's called "cut down the tall trees." Was the order, and they just started fucking going ham, right? And they start killing they start killing the light skins like fucking like they're getting paid five cents a head or some shit, right. like Massacre for real them. massacres. They said right. thousands thousands per hour insane fucking numbers right? right and so this is the shit that they're fleeing from this is the shit that they're leaving um it's terrible it's scary it's but it's mind-blowing yeah all all that mixed into this humongous fucking story felix leaves right he leaves the congo he leaves central africa he fucking makes it to the other side of the world ends up in the fucking ass end of nowhere in the desert with us <laughs> <laughs> with us in the middle of the fucking desert 
and then and then he goes off. He does he does uh, he does some college. He started playing pro football in Europe, and now he's uh, now he's about to buy a fucking at least six figs and at least six figure uh, condo in Dubai. True. That and he's us. he's broking. He's a gold broker, and he's fucking killing the game. And so that's who I want to get on this podcast because he's the most fucking incredible person. Yeah, I think that would be a very interesting person to talk to, dude. And to see how all that shit played out. Like, that shit's wild. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a, it's an insane story. Like, Comes I'm, just, from an insane I'm place. over here fucking, like, shocked because of the history of, like, Africa. I mean, honestly, like, Africa is a very, very historic place and they have they've had so much shit going on over there dude for the for years for years and it it's it's almost crazy because it's it never seems to stop over there oh no no the world never stops definitely don't stop there yeah it definitely busy. doesn't it's, stop it's there bro it's popping it's hot it's energetic it's ready like you know there's like the wars that where like the u.s was fighting in like um parts of like nigeria and stuff and then you have like in south africa you have like we're still all over africa yeah dude africa's still like a very like i'm not gonna say like untamed but because there is like certain parts that are are, are okay but i think the best way to, to talk about africa is that the continent itself has always been disputed oh like, yeah there's people fighting over it no matter what oh yeah africans included right, right. like like uh so one of my last section for my freshman was African history. Right. It was a world. I teach the freshman world history. And for my last fourth quarter, we did Africa only. It was Africa. Africa. Just Africa. Africa. We're doing Africa. Right. It's and half dude, of the world it, anyway. Like, it's fucking humongous. So right, that's what we're dude. studying. It's like you would say like, oh, we're just doing Africa. Well, bro, do you, have, do you realize how big Africa is? Like there's so many countries in Africa. And then like the history is, has to be one of the longest histories of the world. Human came, humans came from. Well, that's where, like, kind of where they say that it started from. But Africa has one of the, the largest timeline, timelines of history of all the fucking nations out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so one easily. Of, one, of the things that, one of the things that, one of my favorite things to cover is um, you have, you have two, two fantastic empires that come out of Africa that people just kind of sleep on. Right. Um, well, I guess not so much anymore because when I float the name, you'll hear it. But the Ghana Empire, right? Um, loosely affiliated with the country Ghana, not not directly because the modern lines drawn in the sand today were drawn by white colonists, right? So they weren't drawn by African people; they were drawn by people that weren't African, which is why the Pan African movement is so important right. or or interesting. Right? Not, not, I'm not. I, I don't know if I support Pan Africanism or not. I think I like the I like the concept you like of republic of it, right? But I also like everyone being together, and I like the concept, and I like the philosophy of it. It's right? Nice. I think it. I think it's um, at the same time, um, just because like the United States is one of the very few continents to actually band together and say we're going to do a union of states. Like if you think about that worldwide, that is not a very typical thing. To do like if you look at Europe, they're like, "No, nah, we're all our own shit, bro. Yeah. We'll have fucking two hundred countries in this bitch, but we're all our own shit." Oh yeah, like you don't see that the way that it is in America, and I don't think you would be able to do that in Africa. I think in Africa, they're all gonna want to say like, "Hey, like this is our shit. We're not gonna unionize in one." Like Central African movement, you right? Because then British Nigeria just ends up with all the shit. I think, right. exactly. in my opinion, because they are the ones that started off with the money that they got from the British. Right. So they're like, no, 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 fuck this, fuck all this shit. And and it's kind of the same because, like, in the United States, yes, we're all united, right? But at the same time, each state. But you can even argue where we we were forced to be united. Well, I mean, yeah, you could say you we were forced I mean? to be united, but at the same time. Like, throughout the course of American history, it took all these states banding together to say, hey, fuck this shit. We're going to make our own union, and we're going to kind of do our own thing. But in Africa, there's, like, there's no infrastructure for that. Did you, you guys check mean? out my part one of American War, my abbreviated history of American War? No, I didn't. <clears throat> I wrote a paper. Here, check this out. We got some quotes. 
Yeah, I want to. I want to show. I want to show. I want to show myself off. <laughs> Talk about myself if y'all don't mind. Um, yeah, so I wrote this paper, and the reason I like it is because um, I had never, I had never thought about war, or or rather, I had never thought about um, America in terms of like, imagine how the the Mongols must have felt about themselves, right? right? Like, I I often wonder if the Mongols or if, if the Alexanders or if the fucking Caesars or right. any of these fucking preemptive fucking kingdoms. Yeah. I wonder, around. I wonder like, sure. Genghis Khan, he didn't give a fuck about y'all. Like he <laughs> wasn't, he, he wasn't was out here playing though. games for, he was, he had main character syndrome and he was out there doing it for, right. for, for, for Genghis. Yeah. He right? wasn't, he wasn't playing no games, but other people, right? Like you can imagine some fucking just, Joe Schmo Vato over yonder for the Mongol <laughs> Empire, like he's probably conflicted. Like, yeah, it's awesome to be part of the most powerful fucking murdering force of all time because right. I feel real super safe and my kids are having a great time and I'm rich. Right. I ain't got to worry about shit. I drink and smoke like a fucking whatever I do, I do what I want. Right. But like, you got to go and you got to stomp on these fucking Arab heads and you got to go kill these fucking Chineses and you got to do all this terrible, horrible shit. And so when I wrote this paper, I was just kind of like, I took it and I wrote it as though kind of like I was proud to be a conqueror right? or, or not proud, but like understanding and acknowledging like, right. like just what to it's be like to be a conqueror for real. I, I have lineage that probably goes back to like 1780s or like 1790, like pretty early U.S. history right. in the states. I'm Scots Irish. I my grandpa fucking fought in Vietnam. My uncle invaded Korea, or not Korea. My uncle invaded Kuwait. Um, I wanted to be a Marine growing up right. more than anything. 9-11 happened in Iraq and shit. Bro, 9-11 happened and I wanted to invade Afghanistan. Right. And so like, that's real. That's real. That's part of who I am. I ended up being a fireman because all those fuckers died. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel real bad. And I was like real proud to be an American, but I wanted to take care of my people and defend them how I could. And I didn't want to kill people at this point. And my uncle also, I should preface, my uncle who's a Marine who was in Kuwait was like, so just real talk, if you join the Marines, I'm going to kill you because don't do that. Right. And so it was just, it was, that was kind of like my stopping point was when the Marine told me don't do it. I was like, all right, I'll take your word for it. Cause right. you know, from firsthand experience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like this guy is actually saying, dude, don't fucking do it. I've been through it. I've gone through everything that you're about to. That's like the best, like overhead advice, like. Like, where he's overseeing, like, hey, dude, like, no, nah, this isn't going to work for you. Yeah, that, it, I couldn't have said it better. That was exactly right. It's overhead. He's, oversight. He's seen, oversight, seen, dude. Seen, he already knows. Yeah, he's seen He's it. like, bro, I've been there, done that. Like, you ain't got to go through that shit. Like, let me just tell you how to get by, and you figure it out. But you don't, you don't have to go through what I went through. I had another. After, after Marines, I wanted to be a cop. Right. Dude, I would never want to be a fucking cop. And and I was still young. It's the worst. Thing. I was in I was in high school when I wanted to be a police officer. Right. And I I spoke to a police officer, and this is what he told me verbatim. Don't fucking do it. <laughs> people hate cops. Go be a fireman because right. people fucking love firemen. Right, right. And right. I was like, yo. Yeah, fireman is always going to be viewed as like the hero. You know what I mean? Yes. Like you're never gonna have a villain firefighter like this. The only time you're ever gonna be a villain fireman is if you're a punk bitch right. and you listen to the cops when he says shoot those motherfuckers with your water hose. Right. That's the only time. When a cop right. tells me to shoot those motherfuckers with the water hose, I ain't gonna do it unless I'm shooting at fucking cops. Right. Like fuck you. I'm not gonna do that shit. I'm here to help people. Right. I'm not here to fucking put people in harm or danger. You my know what I'm saying my opinion on police has changed quite drastically right. since I used well, to want to be one. And okay, so like exactly, I, just like you said, you are coming from a background where you were saying that being in the military or being in law, law enforcement is kind of like the goal. Glorified. Right, glorified in your situation. Actually glorified, not even just like, okay, glorified to it's the sense where like- Honor. Hey, 
Right. And you want to live up manliness to this honor and, and you want to be this c- kind of guy. Powerful. Right? But yeah, then all that for you to fucking down the road, have a realization that, hey, I don't want to be that way. And actually all this bullshit that they're spewing is actually kind of wrong in a way. You Bro, know after mean? my own run ins and after all, like, first of all, after after having my best friend and brother move in with me and live with me. Who's the darkest motherfucker that I ever met in my life. (laughs) Like I saw people, this is no bullshit. Right. My dad was filling up gas and somebody called the police on my brother because they thought that he was stealing my dad's car. Right. Because he didn't look because he he was so much because because he was just different. Right. Than my dad. And so they called they legit the police showed up before my dad was done pumping gas because some motherfucker said yo there's a black dude stealing a car from a white guy right come somebody come over here right when i now. saw that i was like I, I, my my opinions changed right overnight like it was that easy it was that simple it was and right it's not like face. the police but got that's there the problem is that there's not enough of you sure yeah you know what i mean there's not enough of us that have firsthand experience to understanding the racism that black people face Dude, Dude imagine was, just being like a black guy, right? And you're, Felix was asleep by the time yeah, these motherfuckers. He sat down in the car and bro, he was that's so what comfortable. I'm saying. Like he was just like chilling. He thought like, "Hey, I'm on a fucking road trip with the boys, and they they're asking me to put gas." Dude, fuck gas. that! No, no, no. Even worse than that, I'm in the car with my dad. <laughs> I'm asleep in my dad's right. minivan. Right. I'm in my dad's car. <laughs> are now knocking on my fucking. Glass. Yeah, dude. That's wild. I was pissed. And actually, that's kind of fucking sad. I ended up in the no ring way. fighting cops because of that. <laughs> and I won. Fucking undefeated, y'all. <laughs> Evan's like, that's why we started boxing over here. I was started not about some it. Dudes out. I was pissed, bro. And, and changed. Like, truthfully changed. I feel you, man. I yeah. Feel you. So, Felix is fucking awesome. He needs to be on the pod. And, uh, <laughs> it, it comes all the way back to that. Okay, yeah. so if you were like, dude, what I was thinking about, right? Like, I'm a huge like history buff. I'm a huge like, like thinking about like what could have fucking happened if if certain things fell a certain way, Same. right? Counterfactual history, is right? What we Ca- call that right. That, it's counterfactual, okay, but that's kind of like a thing, right? People, yeah, like, yeah. So it's think like when you say, shit. "What if, what if we went back in time and killed Hitler when he was a baby?" Well, what I was thinking is like that's a counterfactual. If, no, no, no. What if fucking Hitler kind of played his cards a little bit better? Like if he was just more chill. Yeah, if he was more chill, then he then, conquers the fucking all right, of Europe. He would have and- conquered all of Europe. Taking out like the French and the British. This motherfucker was on Home and Garden magazine in 1937. Front <laughs> cover. They did an episode of Cribs for this fool <laughs> while he was fucking subjugating people. Right. And so what I'm thinking is like, bro, if if we would have just given Hitler a little bit more time, or if he would have just been like a little bit more powerful, this guy could have wiped out like the whole fucking Europe like by himself, and then probably like a lot of like. Africa and like Eastern Europe, fucking. You know what I mean? Like this Germany guy was by on themselves. Almost Germany won by two world wars by themselves. This little ass country of Germany, bro. They almost won two world wars by themselves, bro. It's wild. Those motherfuckers were the out there team. to fight, dude. Like, fuck. <laughs> what'd you say? Both times they carried the whole team. They carried. They had put the team. On, <laughs> they put the team on their back, though. Bro, they were the Axis power, like the <laughs> best Axis power. Like, dude, Germany's fighting with fucking on their side, Italy. Like fucking Italy. Mussolini bro. was a like bitch. Mussolini's a bitch. And these fools didn't give a fuck <laughs> about him in Italy. They were like, "We are gonna do our own thing." Yeah, yeah, dude. And then I think maybe even Spain was involved, and they're like, dude, "They were get the like fuck out of friends, here. but they weren't like allies." Right, but still, dude. Like if Mussolini's your fucking Hitler, go-to guy, Hitler home and garden, baby. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> fucking Hitler, dude. Hitler's house on home and garden, nineteen thirty-seven. MTV Cribs back like in the day. MTV okay, Cribs. so check this out. This is a paper that I wrote called An Abbreviated History of American War and Conquest, 1776 through 1849. So what that does is it places us right at the start of the country right. with the Declaration of Independence, and it gets us through the end of the Mexican-American War. Right. Um, so I'm just so gonna, at that point, you have half of the country being incorporated. 
Check this essentially, out. Essentially, right? It's the whole thing. By the time the Mexican-American War... just We'll get there. Because this is okay. crazy. This is going to fuck you up, I think. Nice. Okay. I'm down. So the American Revolution, 1776 through oh. 1783. All these, da- all these dates are very tentative, right? So like, when did the American Revolution start? Was it when the Boston Tea Party happened? No, the was revolution when- was started like right when, when they decided, hey, um, we're not down yourself. for this fucking taxation shit. And we don't really know how we're going to fucking fix it, but we just know we're not down with it. Yeah, that. no taxation without representation right. is the mantra. And right. so the, the point is that but, but all the these dates are But the mindset came from fucking, it didn't come from the very fucking right. day. In like, 1775, you know I mean? it's popping right. off. In 1774, it's yeah. popping off. There's so, guys that are spewing this shit saying, hey, dude, fuck fucking King George. Fuck the fucking British government. We're over here on our own. We ain't got no help. Like, we ain't going to give them, we ain't going to give them shit. You know yeah. what I mean? And then that just like snowballed and then it just got bigger and bigger. And then before you know that, you have a, re- a revolution, a full on blown revolution. Yeah. Fucking full tilt boogie revolution is going down. And then you're the fucking England across the Atlantic Ocean and you're like, bro, we have a. They're full, fighting France at the right, time. We like, have a full fucking revolting colonized <laughs> society, like just about to fuck us up. Like, and, and we did. You know I mean? And I was super jazzed And they did. It. Yeah, they did. They did. When I wonder about the French. From, the, from, from 1776 also, America is fighting the Cherokees. Well, so imagine, this is one of the things that I wrote. So one of my friends, he, he likes this, um, the concept of what we would call an American territorial expansionary war. Right. Right. So throughout all of history, basically, um, people are jostling back and forth for power. And when as soon as America quote unquote, as soon as the colonies land, Plymouth, these British colonies start advancing inwards, right? As soon as that happens, they're, do, they're, they're doing this territorial expansion, right? Everybody has to do this if you want to make space, but there's, you know, we could debate all day long about how to do it. Right. Um, but just from basically 1776 onwards, we're not only fighting the British, but we're also fighting the Cherokee, right? So I put down here, uh, that goes through, 1779 because or excuse me 1795 is when we whooped the cherokees and they're they're extinguished from their right. areas right then we have the next war which is called the quasi war because ever heard of this quasi war is a war against france and it's actually the first american cold war is what will be called the first um it's the first war that is done for Sort of like on the down low, right? And just jostling back and forth for power because right. French and America, French and the United States, technically were homies, right? right? Well, um, you would think that way if, like, you consider like World War One, World War Two, we were always on the French's side. But I think more of that was also them being so close to the British that they hated the fucking British. They're always having beef, and so right. when I think for them, it was like, bro, we are all we have. Like, if you guys aren't with us, then we're fucked. That's true. You know what I mean? So and it's true because if you, if you think about World War II, like the Battle of Britain, like France was out. France was fucking out. Yeah, and they got the only up. thing that stood between Germany and them conquering the rest of Western Europe was the English that were backed by the Americans and backed the, by the French. The French get fucking. <clears throat> but the, the French were wiped out right away, bro. They had no fucking. No War, fucking, yeah, in World yeah. War Two, they never stood a chance. They, they were never still, had a chance. They were still recovering from World, from World War One. Right. They were too arrogant. They were like, "Oh, we won. We can't lose anymore." Well, a, a lot of that, a, but also a lot of, a lot that of dead also bodies. was like, we went through a whole fucking World War. We don't want to go through another one. Like, we don't. We don't have the manpower. We don't have like the supplies to go through a whole another World War. You know what I mean? And then. At the same time, like America was like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I'm isolationism. We ain't fucking with y'all. You know what I mean? That plus we had other shit going on, right? Where we're trying to like, you know, make deals. Well, we were kind of still like, uh, like America was always eyeing the Pacific, like fucking islands. We're eyeing the Pacific, and we're saying, hey, Japan, you guys, we're aware of you, but we're gonna kind of keep a stranglehold on you. Because for all the fucking isolationism that people want to claim that America was in, we weren't. We were fighting still in the fucking Pacific. Have you guys ever heard of the Banana Wars? Yes. The Banana Wars are going on. And the Banana Wars are fucking insane. Basically, what the Banana Wars are is like if Walmart 
decided. There you go. If Walmart decided that they wanted to annex all the banana trees in Nicaragua. Banana Wars. There it is right there. That's wild. Yeah. And so private corporations invade, backed by American government. Oh, Miss Fahaya. It's just, it, it's disgusting. Well, I think, like, um, I think there's been a fair amount of fucking things like this that are backed by the Americans that they don't want to fucking admit. This is standard like, issue, Dude, bro. look at Central, Central America. This is South what the Belgians, America. this is when we were talking earlier, this is what the Belgians were doing. Standard issue. Standard <laughs> issue, bro. <laughs> Let's get the Americans issue. to back us and we'll fucking just rape and pillage this whole country. But also, it's not just America. So an interesting, right. this is a cool story, right? So when Cortez lands, when Spanish, when Spanish land in Mexico, right. they first begin sort of like making their way towards the big city main, like downtown, right? Right. Um, but... They know that these dudes are well fortified. They got, you know, they've been they've been kicking ass in the region for a thousand years. Right. And so, what do they do? They start passing out dollar bills to all the people who the Aztecs had been subjugating. So the Aztecs were known to, you know, do what big governments do, which is fuck people up when they're right. like, the Aztecs were the rich dudes. They were fucking up the poor dudes. Right. And so Spanish show up and they're like, hey, what's up? All y'all poor people, you want to be on our team or you want to keep getting fucked up? And they're like, y'all got, y'all got steel? Bro, you guns? Got, you guys got fucking muskets? Shit. Like, you, that shit, you reload that shit in like two seconds? I want to be with them. Right. I'm rolling with y'all. Yeah. They destabilized the fuck out of the region. And that's right. just, that's what they did. That's how they get down. And so this is, you know, it's like, it sucks. Thank you very much. It sucks, but it's like you can't deny that it's true, right? So obviously. Right. Uh, so this, getting back to it, this quasi-war goes down, and it's a war against the French. And what's going down is during, the, um, during, these, during these times, we're, we're going back and forth with France, with, with the French, because recently we had, we had made a deal with France. Napoleon is coming up at this time. Napoleon is getting ready to conquer all that ass. <laughs> he's about to be up in all that ass. <laughs> My dog, he's about to be up yeah. in that ass, yeah, yeah. but he needs the cash. Right. And so he makes a Louisiana purchase. He says, you know what, Jefferson? You can have it. I don't right. want it. Just give like me the you. cash. I don't want the British to take it. I don't want the British to have it. I don't want them to have access to the resources. Just give me Bro, some, that's just very give me some millions. That he was like, you know what? I don't want the fucking British to touch this shit. So, yeah, I'll cash out with y'all. Yeah, he cashes in. Very interesting way to, to uh, especially at that time when you're thinking about what's going on in when, America. When you think and the of French control most, mostly like the South, like Florida, fucking well, Florida, Louisiana. Spain, but, in, but the, yeah. Like all that peninsula. Louisiana. Peninsula, that's fucking fuck. The French are controlling that. And, and, and then they simply say, yeah, dude, we'll give it up. Like we're good. Like you pay us this much. We're about yeah, to take they, over Europe anyways. Yeah, they, 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 they were like, yo, hook us up with some, you know, protection from the British and our colonies right. over here in the West Indies. Right. Help us out. Send us some cash flow. That's all yours, baby. That's all yours. <laughs> it's all you, baby. You and just then, got yourself a brand new fucking <laughs> a whole bunch of fucking states. Yo. Now what? <laughs> and so that's exactly how it went down. It's popping off, bro. Oh, and man, we get that, that cash shit is flow. Fucking wild. But but then guess who gets his fucking head chopped off? Or uh, before this, fucking Francis King gets his head chopped off. And so right. America's sort of like, oh, I don't know if I want to deal, y'all. Right, right, right. Um, and then they're making these deals back and forth, sort of not knowing what's up. And much like the decaying relationship between Russia and America after World War II, you have a similar vibe. Right? Right. It's the two most powerful forces at work just kind of jostling for power. Right. But it's a real war. And lots, you know, plenty of people die. So that's a quasi war. And then you have the next one, which is a year later, which is a Barbary War. First Barbary War, which takes place. The Barbary War is, in my opinion, is probably the most disgusting of all the wars right. in American history. And here's why. In the Barbary War, 
um, it's based on a slave trade. The Barbary right. War is based purely on a slave trade. And what the happened, whole foundation is based on that. Yeah. So Jesus Christ. We, America, are, are, are going into Africa and we're taking people and bringing them back to the United right. States and using them as slaves. And one of the ways that we're doing that is there are some areas that are controlled by the Ottoman Empire in northern Africa. They're called the Barbary states, Tunisia, um, Algeria. Yeah, what's now North Africa? All four. Right. All, four yeah, so they're, they're the Barbary states. They're owned by, um, they're owned by what, the, the Ottoman Empire, who is a Muslim empire, and they basically like they're like take no prisoners and they're also do, they're 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 doing the white slaves thing that was the turkish empire at yeah point, yeah right? turkey yeah it becomes turkey right um and so they're the regular practice had been america or whoever goes to north africa right you pay these dudes they're pirates is what we call them but they're just different right so you go over there you pay these brown kings black kings you pay these whoever muslim kings you give them some cash and they give you some slaves and well you know what thomas jefferson he's feeling real fucking he's feeling real bad he's been spanking that ass left and right <laughs> and he says you know what i'm not gonna pay y'all i'm just gonna do my thing right and they 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 threw a fit and they said uh basically they wrote down, they wrote down like, um, I forget how it went down, but basically they were like, we're not going to pay you. And they just started fucking blasting these fools with their cannons. Right. Um, eventually it comes to a settlement and here's what makes this war so disgusting. When they finally come to a settlement, they write down on paper the sort of basic beginning litigations of what it looks like to have an international slave trade between two governments. Right. And so the bar, the first Barbary War is the actual on paper documented beginning of the industrialized slave trade in America. And so that happens in 1801, right? 1800s is really where it's fucking at for a slave trade and the fucked up shit. 1800s is insane. Yeah, the War of 1812, uh, Louisiana purchase in 1803. Second Barbary War happens in 1815. It's the same shit. More stuff's popping off. Slave trade is getting iffy and... These guys over here, they're also doing the same thing, but they're trying to get a hang of white slaves. Right. And so it's just getting it's getting kind of touchy, and same thing happens, right? More ass kicking, more taking of uh, regions, and and here's a cool little little black and white picture right there. It's kind of interesting. It's just a like a little like a little lithograph picture. <laughs> Bro, that shit's wild. And the first Seminole War, we're looking back in, in America, 1817, right? So we've only gone fucking 40 years at this point. Right. And we're already at, at war number six. Right. Right? And we're already uh, going hard. American, <laughs> next we have the American America's War against the Comanches. Bro, we are fucking ready. The Comanches are insane. They're so badass. I love the Comanches. I'll talk about them all day long some other day. But we fight against them all the fucking time for 100 years. And they kick our ass most of the time. Right. Most natives didn't lose in fighting. Right. Most natives died from infection and from disease. From disease. And because from of all the new fucking shit from. that they in introduced. It's new shit, but it's right. also displacement and stress and sadness and malnutrition. Right. So it's the same shit that's going on today, man. Socioeconomic status is the number one implication of bad health. Right. So that's what you get when you have fucking people who are displaced and fucked up. You get they die. Right. Right. That's what happened. With Spanish flu is what happened. COVID. Fucking Trump gave us all COVID because we were all sad. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Obviously, I've had COVID three times. My dog. I've had it twice. I've had it's it insane. The second times. time I got it, I was oh, lit shut up, up, bro. Just kidding. The second I time I got it, times. I was lit up. My fucking lungs. Oh my god! Yeah, they felt like die? they were the color red. I could right. see. I could feel that shit. They were red. You felt like you, yeah, you had a Confederate army on your fucking. Bro, my fucking eyes were crossed <laughs> every time I tried to take a breath, son. It was so fucking right. hot in here. That's like wild. it was shitty. I I was not jazzed to say the right. very least. I was bummed about it. Right. So, 
There's like, another war. It happens right after the fucking, right after the second Barbary War, called the American War on Aegean Piracy, which is where the Aegean Sea, the Aegean right? Sea. Okay. We go in there and we just fucking clear that bitch out. Right. We're like fuck y'all. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's what we did. So yeah, you can just, just assholes, imagine man. we're going in there and we're taking all that shit. So North Africa, the Aegean Sea, man, that ass belongs to us. <laughs> Next Give me that up, ass. 1846, the Mexican-American War is called the Polk's War. President Polk. All right, so I heard some shit. Polk's War. Yeah. I heard Talk some about shit it. about um, the fucking Mexican-American War and then the Alamo. I got fucking problems to talk war. about the Mexican-American War. Bro. So, so what I heard was that, like, obviously, like, America, gra- like, glorified the last sand at the Alamo, right? We had so many, pl- like... You all got HBO, huh? <laughs> well, no, no, I saw this on an article recently. Okay, yeah. But yeah. what they were saying is that fucking the Alamo didn't go down that the way that everybody depicts it, Hollywood depicts it, like, all the, the history fucking books depict it. But as, does history ever <clears throat> come out? As, well, nope. I know, but I'm just saying, like, these guys are giving a new perspective on what the Alamo is. Because, I mean, what, great, what do we know? Like, what the fuck do we know? We weren't there. Like, who the fuck are we going go to go to for the truth? So they were saying that one of the biggest points of the conflict of the Alamo, the Battle of the Alamo, was that... Um, the Mexican government and the Mexican soldiers were actually trying to get Texas to get away from being a state that owns slaves. And that's what they were like fighting against. That was like their biggest scene saying like, nah, you want like, I think, you know I think I mean? even, I think even beyond that, I would say it differently is cause he, cause we're putting the onus on, um, right on Mexico. They were right. like, they were like, uh, uh-uh. no, I'm not what happened, to say what happened the, was, like the fucking, the good guys, but they were the ones saying like, "What goes? What's going down is is there are slaves escaping, right? There are slaves escaping, Into and Mexico. they're like, and they're like, yo, just send them back, son.' And they're like, you know what? We like them better over here, right? Part of that is because part of that is because Mexico's very laissez faire. Mexico's right. very like, you know what? Orale, just do your thing, bro. Right, right, right. And so, if we need to extort you, we'll do it later. Yeah, we'll fucking yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll, ke- we'll kidnap your family if we yeah, have to. we'll get our shit on the back end, but <laughs> right, like, <laughs> right, we'll we'll figure that out later. <laughs> That's true, though. Fucking and, Mexico. And, and and Texas was like, you know what? No, man, like those are my slaves. I want right. them slaves. Those are my slaves. I own and, them. And, and, and Mexico was like, you know what? They're not your slaves. They're my soldiers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they claim them in a different like yeah. aspect of their way. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. This is the, this is the, the one of the one of the, the things that I wrote was you have, or, or not one of the things that I wrote. That's a fucking asinine way to say this. <laughs> There's a book that was written by a dude named D. Brown. That's called um, uh, "Bury My Heart at Wounded Knee," and it's a it's a story of uh, the native. It's a story of American industrialized genocide of the native people. Right. Basically from the perspective of the native Americans. Right. And so in, in, in one of the chapters, I forget which one somewhere in like chapter six or something pretty early in a book, uh, D Brown writes something like the natives were caught in between the invaders from the East and the invaders from the South. Right. Right. Because everybody forgets like Mexico. Yeah. It's fucking filled to the brim with indigenous people but that ass got invaded too right the spanish came in and spanked that ass so left and right like they did they inquisitioned that ass right and they murdered the fuck out of people and it was real fucking bad and so there was just bad people on all sides of this fucking conflict and what happens is Excuse me. Polk sends some fucking soldiers down to the southern border after all this shit is popping off of slaves escaping and saying, yo, what's the fuck? They're mine. They're yours. Whoever, whatever. They're haggling over bodies of people. Fucking assholes. Polk sends some soldiers down to the border and the, the soldiers go right up to the border and they start like kicking dirt into the water and they start like like calling at the girls and like they're being dicks, right? Yeah. yeah. They start like being the, the, the fucking ultimate machismo. Like, 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. All they're the disrespectful shit. They're, to, right. they're just being disrespectful. They're trying to start a fight. And sure enough, at that point, this, the, the fucking Mexicans pop off. Right. It, it comes to a fucking fight. Right. Comes to a fucking fight. And Polk is like, oh my gosh, unprecedented violence. I cannot believe this. We must free, liberate these Mexican people from their Mexican overlords. Oppressive <laughs> Mexican overlords. Mexican overlords. And God damn it, if we fucking didn't, right. we invaded their whole fucking country and we marched into the Capitol building. And then we said, all right, you can have it back. But we're going to keep Arizona. Right. Texas, <laughs> you're, that's coming with us. New Mexico. California. It's not New Mexico anymore, bro. And the reason that we gave it back was because we found gold in California and we didn't need them anymore. Yep. Hey. God bless. We that. said, you can keep your dirt. We're going to have the California Bro, parts. This shit just came like full circle just like that. It that always beautiful. comes back to money and wealth. Yeah. That's also like the underlying like like fucking. That's the reason why we are, are it's here. It's like right power now. and money. They're, yeah. Power and money and are sister, always tied. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're cousins. Yeah, wherever no. power is, money is. I say brother and sister. Damn it. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's even better, but yeah, because they're not yep. some distant cousin. They're not some random cousin that you just. They're yeah. always around. Josh, give your final thoughts on this. Let's hear what you think. So, oh, first of Go all, ahead. tell like what's a what's your impression of of uh, just this conversation about American war and 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 from your perspective because you As have a a, you have child. a better education than we did. Right. Full stop. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know about this shit. I had to. I had to. I had to go out of my way to find the right information. Right. And I'm not. And the problem is, I'm not sure what the fuck is right and what's not. Right. And so I'm just. I'm excited and interested to hear what a younger perspective is on just history in general. You would be one of my students right now, so I give it to you. That's consider this like if I was giving you a lesson. What do you, how do you feel about it? I think it's cool that after. After years and centuries of lies, lies, and saying, "Oh, we're the we're the heroes. We saved you all," the truth is finally coming out, and it's coming out, and it's revealed that it's not so black and white. Exactly, it's more a rainbow. Right. Hell it's yeah. also like um, you kind of realize that situations are very delicate, and it's not always like you said, black and white. There's always other things that you have to consider. And that's what makes, like, if you're trying to fucking conquer the world or whatever it is that you're trying to do, like, those, all those little fucking decisions matter. You know what I mean? So, I, I don't know. I think it's cool. But I also think it's, it's good that you know so much about history at a young age. Because at my age, I, did, I, I wasn't as knowledgeable about you, like, as knowledgeable about, like, things that you are. You know what I mean? Like, this dude was, like, saying, hey, do you know about this war? And you're like, yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, you I mean, know what I mean? That was yesterday's news, huh? Right. So that's just fucking cool, bro. That's just I thought so, dope. too, man. I was just you know what I mean? surprised about it. So Every time you guys cool. brought up something that he knew, he looked right at me. <laughs> he's like, he's like I told y'all. But that's, that's just cool, dude. So, I mean, I think it's, it's different because, like, you're going to look back on this dude in 20 years when you're older. And you're going to look back on, like, the shit we were talking today. And none of it might hold true. But then again, some of it might hold true, dude. And you never know. In 20 years, the I'll world sure. that you're living in now is going to be way different from what we are living in right now. I don't think anyone's going to be saying King Leopold II's colony in <laughs> was a great place to live. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. right. That's what I'm talking about. Exactly, dude. I think so. it's important that, like, you're as educated as you are. There's a lot of misinformation, just like there's a lot of useful information. I think it's important that at a young age you're learning how to navigate it. Because as you get older, like you're going to get way, way more in-depth things that you're going to have to figure out. Well, what's what? You know, where are my sources? Where's my research? Where's what's what? You know what I mean? But with a lot of misinformation, that's also bombarding it's it's a it's an insane just I would call it a quagmire is the word I would quagmire. Use. It's a quagmire of disinformation and just a glut of trash. So yeah, you got to be careful what you're looking at. Right. And honestly, 
these guys are ready for it, man. These guys, they see everything. They see everything. Everything's available. You also have to understand, right. like, we grew up watching the internet grow. They're growing up with the internet. Yeah. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Like, they're... We, 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 we grew up on bikes inter- in yeah. the backyard and yeah, yeah. out in the fucking in, streets. The internet is in their pocket at yeah. all times. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy, but at the same time, yeah, exactly, and that's a, but that's at the why, same time, yeah. that's why they're so like knowledgeable. At the same time, like they're able to access information. Do you feel this way? You know? that I feel this way that they're that that y'all um, below millennials, the uh, Gen Gen Z, and what's the next one? Gen Y. No, Gen Y is up above us. Gen what? So what's after Gen Z? Gen X. Mm, Gen ZZ. Gen Alpha. I think. Maybe? Right. Whatever. So, so you guys, you guys, you guys seem to act in a unified manner better than than we we do. We do this. We do this pretty well. Right. I used to growing up, it it became a mantra for a lot of my friends and for a lot of students where it was like, if we all do it, then we're right. And they can fuck off. Like they they can't fucking get all of us shit out later. Right. They can't get all of us. Right. And we're just going to fucking do it. And it seems like they do it even better than we did. Right. I feel yeah, like, like they have the head, upper hand. The, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like because they grew up in the internet age and they grew up with all of this technology they right at their they fingertips. They don't have all these lies that were spewed to them. And oh, if they yeah. did, they can fucking just, like point them out. Fact check like, that shit on the spot, exactly, son. I, had, exactly. I got fact checked in my class on the at the time that I said this shit. They were like, I don't think that's right. Right. They fucking fact. I don't think that's right. I was just looking that shit up a couple days ago. And you know what? I think you're wrong. (laughs) And I was like, please fucking inform me because I don't like to be wrong. That shit's funny, man. So I think this was just a good conversation about a little bit of oral history about the United States. But not only that, about how the oral history can affect other places and other countries and other regions and this shit will go on forever, man. I like, like that you said it that way because oral tradition is like the, the, the oral tradition of talking about the stories right. yep. is gone away. The f- I start off that fucking story about the wars where I said, this is not an academic paper. This Pretend right. this is a conversation around a fire and we are all chilling together trying right. to learn don't don't get all up in a bunch like be with me be here right. let's talk about it the oral tradition is continuous and it's growing and it's together and it's all of us and we're talking and so yeah when you said right. it, so you like have to oral like we all have to push the envelope together yep. that's what it's about yeah because we're all thinking on the same wavelength so what we can do is is uh like harness that and push it out into a different way where people start thinking differently. Yeah. Um, it's like a harmony. It's like all of us, we're going to get a harmony. Yeah. Cause like, unity. dude, just talking to Josh, I mean, like right now you're in like some of your most pivotal years of your life and like how you're going to grow up and how you're going to view the world. Um, I think it's very important that you realize that the world dude is so like, so immersive and, and like, being just in El Paso in California, you don't realize it, but the world, dude, is so like so big, and like you have to always so take colorful. into perspective, like from every fucking point of view, dude. Like you, you don't know what it's like to grow up in Turkey, to grow up in Ghana, to grow up in None Colombia, of us do, yeah. to grow up in all these other countries where shit doesn't like function the way it does here. And it's good to like value that and realize, like, dude, I have it so fucking easy, man. Like, I don't have to worry about shit. And, like, some other places are just so fucking bad. You know? Like, it's just terrible. So bad. And also, there's this, there's this, nice, there's this nice thing where we can now see all... We can, we can now see all those bad things for what they are. And we can see the good things that are standing right beside them. Right. We can see that there's, there's, not, only, there's not only bad... But there's, but there's good. good and there's right. a, there's this there's this really awesome diversity that we can like it's like a, it's like we were talking about earlier why the fuck do you only want half of the colors of the people or a third or a quarter or just the fucking white people like you're an idiot i want to get all the best people from everywhere right the, in this is one of my very favorite stories of all time and it's something that i that i that i never hesitate to say um I, I think that in every successful revolution, you need to have 
a group of women who act inordinately. What I mean by that is like there's a standard, a social standard for women where like we imagine this propriety. Um, in the French Revolution, which was by many accounts a very, very terrible, violent. bloody, rev- violent, bloody revolution. The, in the French Revolution, there was this, when, when it actually finally pops off is when the women were like, fuck, fuck this. They had it's too fucking crazy. Right. And, and all this bullshit that y'all are talking about is wrong. And the women, they rise up and they were called the fish women because this, there was a specific group of women that worked down at the docks that were just hard ass motherfuckers like, and swole, like they working right. motherfuckers. They're out there throwing fish around. And so they call them the fish women. And these girls, they go and they beat ass and they take names. Right. And, and so heads. they chop off heads like nobody's they fucking with no one. And so you you have to have everybody. And once it isn't until everybody is on board that the French Revolution is successful. It isn't until everybody is on board. It's not until the cops stop fighting in Russia that the Russian Revolution becomes successful. It's not until here in America, the Tories, which is the British people, the British supporters, they're finally like, you know what? Fuck this. Right. It's not until everyone is on board that things actually turn around. And so, yeah. But that's the problem because then you have a lot right of there. complacency and then that complacency, like people get comfortable where they're at and they don't want to change the norm because they have what they want. They have what they need. So Lock down their gonna, own shit. Yeah. So if their shit's I feel like complacency is always going to be there though. Yeah. But this is to another level and this is within everybody. You know what I mean? Like it right. feels so good to have your shit together and to be chill. Like I, I don't blame people for being complacent. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, then you also have to realize, like, if we put ourselves back in the times of all the things we were talking about, one, your life is going to significantly change because you have a kid. So now you're thinking about all this stuff differently because your future is definitely different now. We're no kids, right? So back then, it's like, well, what the fuck would we have done? Like, what? You have to, like, think, like, in your lifetime, like whatever's going on in your life, what would that have been like back in the day? And then it kind of puts a little bit more in perspective. You know what I mean? Like if right. my shoes had buckles instead of laces, <laughs> what would it be like? Exactly. Exactly. And that's that's but that's the I thing. Think, like I think like you were saying, um, a lot of a lot of it is perspective, Ben. And and that's it's, yeah yep. it's easy to say like oh if i had a kid i'd do this or whatever like this is the way i would fucking act but it's very easy to say if we right. were there back it's very then, easy to say that like oh i do this shit this way but that's why I, that's why i started this conversation with look look i'm, I'm scots irish and right. i come from the fucking i come from that here we go i come from that bad place i right. come from those people i come from the invasion forces i come from He's a conqueror, essentially. <laughs> and, and, and like, I, I put myself in those shoes and, and I have to face the fact that right. I don't know. I don't know if I would have been a fucking SS member or if I would have been a revolutionary. I don't um, know. Just by I have looking an inclination. At you. Yeah, just by looking at you, you're an SS guy. Uh, yeah, I got right. <laughs> And you're I have curly hair. Uh, <laughs> you're slaughtering Jews. Uh. <laughs> you don't want to. You're going to be doing it. <laughs> all right that's a good way to end this shit so this was a good way to talk about kind of a lot of the shit that's going on but also to give some historical historical context and to see how this shit is like changing from generation to generation and how the world views all this fucking shit dude this shit is fucking wild so with that being said fucking evan is gonna go maybe like Execute some Jews. We don't know. Oh no! No, no. He's gonna go and have a Bud Light and chill. And then Josh over here. Um, what do you have like for final thoughts on everything that we talked about? I'm not sure. Well, I, I mean, I like tell me, dude. Tell me, like, let me know, like, just think. What are the feeling? Things? Yeah, like, right. Oh like, man, what that is was a hard conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. to have, or it was comfortable, yeah, or it was like, interesting, or I feel. Yeah, what this. do you, you think have, about it? No, if you had to write a summary, how would you summarize how you felt? You're gonna get a B plus, no matter what. <laughs> we'll give you an A just for effort. 
Like, how do you feel talking to older people about this type of history shit? Like, I mean, we're not that much older than you, but. I think it's cool because it's giving me all this knowledge right. that I'm going to keep for the rest of my life. And one day, someday, I'm going to be like you two, you three, and somebody new is going to be sitting right here right. listening to me. Yeah, dude, that's a very good answer because you understand now the importance of passing down knowledge and information. That's what that oral you know tradition is mean? all about. That's what passing, right. it out, that passing it down, man. Yeah. <laughs> the reason that we, like, so me and Evan would have been here by ourselves regardless doing this, but it's cool that you're here because you can understand, like, the things, our thoughts, our viewpoints, and now, like, you can take that. Make it your um, own, too. And make it your own. You don't have to think the same way we do. You don't have to follow us in the same way we do. But now, like, it gives gives you a basis of how to, like, approach situations and when, when you're at school, you know what I mean? So it, it gives you this sense of, like, hey, I've had these conversations with adults. You know what I mean? And it, it, it's kind of cool, you know? That's what I think. So with that being said, we're going to cut the recording off.